With so many horror stories and myths floating around about Combo, it's important to understand how Combo truly works. In this episode, I'm joined by my friend and mentor, Jason Fellows, and we dive into a conversation that will illuminate the truth about Combo. Tune in and learn about the biological and chemical makeup of Combo, how it truly works with the body once it's administered, aka what actually happens in the body, why the purge has nothing to do with Combo's real magic or potency, what health issues it can support you with and why. And Jason and I also shed light on the most common myths and red flags when it comes to combo use and combo practitioners. Jason is a native of Texas and has spent six years in the U.S. military, followed by 12 years working in the oil fields all around the world. In 2015, during his travels and explorations, he found himself in the Amazon jungles of Peru, exploring some traditions of native cultures. Over the course of the next year, Jason explored deeper into these traditions and eventually found Combo in the jungle about 200 kilometers outside of Iquitos. He soon began to notice his own healing of anxiety through working with Combo. At this point, Jason decided to focus on a life of service to others through the facilitation of Combo. After a year of working with Combo on his own, he attended an intense training program to learn to facilitate for others in need of Combo's magic. Jason developed his own methodology in working with Combo from working with thousands of clients from all walks of life, ranging from professional athletes to soldiers to chiropractors, lawyers and musicians to your typical 65-year-old grandmother who was battling depression. Witnessing the combo movement explode in the recent years and seeing quote unquote facilitators of combo come into the scene practicing combo in non-traditional ways in a pseudoscientific approach, Jason made the decision to develop his own combo practitioner training course called Tribal Detox. The Tribal Detox training focuses on safety and the known science of combo with the goal of producing confident and competent practitioners that continue to facilitate this beautiful experience for people in need while keeping the client and the practitioner safe and above all else, keeping combo in a positive light. Now, whether you're a loyal listener or you're brand new to the podcast, please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Now it's time to get real and find out the truth about combo. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth, and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth.
truth. Hey, Jason. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Finally made it happen. We made it happen. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you. Super honored and excited to drop into our conversation because I feel like it's been a long time coming. Mm. Yeah, likewise. Very excited to be here. And combo is one of those things that is so misinterpreted and so misrepresented in our world today. So there's a lot of misinformation on it. <laughs> you know, a lot, like if you were just to get on Dr. Google and Google Campbell, you're going to find a lot of myths and misinformation, but it's pretty common in the medicine world. Yeah. But one of the things that we're trying to do with tribal detox is really protect combo um, because it is legal in most places. <laughs> We can talk about that yeah. and what happened, unfortunately, in Australia. But it, it's it's legal and people have access to it and we want to keep it that way. A hundred percent. You know, it's one of the few medicines <clears throat> that, you know, that they're in the medicine world. It's even though Kimball can be considered psychoactive, it's not considered psychedelic, which gives us just enough wiggle room to be able to use it legally over here in the West. And uh, that's super important. And the reason it's super important to kind of get rid of the myths and misinformation and speak about Kimball, what it really is, it's just going to continue to protect the legalities and the efficacy of what this really amazing medicine can do for people. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk about that because I think that also... Um, you know, last night you saw I shared in my stories, you know, what questions do you have for mm-hmm. combo? And even in the questions, there was so much misinformation and a lot of um, misguided practices and also fears being verbalized to me through the questions that made me wonder, like, man, what are they Googling right now? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and part of the issue, too, is you know, as layman people, the average person is not involved in the <clears throat> medical war- world or healthcare world or, or anything like that. So, you know, we, we tend to really simplify mm-hmm. diseases in the body and things like that. So, and even with the medicines that we work with, we want to simplify those as well. So, Campbell's really been known as a cleanse or even a detox for a long time because we like the idea of whatever the disease or the illness is inside of us, we can take a substance and just push it out. Mm-hmm. You know, biology doesn't really work like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even to call Campbell just simply a cleanse or a detox is to dumb it way down Mm -hmm. because even though there are some of those aspects to it the essence of Campbell is so much more complicated so much more complex and so much more beautiful Mm -hmm. than just the thought of cleansing or pushing an illness out of the body yeah and that's what most people are led to believe I mean I remember my first combo experience was in the middle of an ayahuasca weekend, which we can talk about that (laughs) later on the show. But it was in the middle of an ayahuasca weekend. Mm -hmm. We did ayahuasca one night. The next morning woke up and combo was being offered. And that was the day of the second ceremony. And I was curious. And I said, sure, let me do this. Nothing was explained to me other than it's just a great cleanse. And Mm -hmm. I said, okay, let's go. I was served three dots. And again, nothing was explained to me. The three dots, I somehow passed out. I woke up, everyone had completed. 
I hadn't purged. I had sweat profusely. And when I woke up, I felt incredible. Mm -hmm. Still didn't understand compo. But I knew that, okay, my body likes what this is, but I don't really understand what it is. I did it another time in the midst of another ayahuasca weekend and didn't pass out, had a really good purge, um, got to experience it in a different way because I didn't pass out. Uh, I think it was maybe four dots that time. And again, nothing was explained to me, didn't Mm -hmm. know what was actually happening, Felt really amazing afterwards. And it was that night in ceremony um, because at that time I was battling something called PMDD and I was looking to plant medicine to help. And ayahuasca told me combo three-day reset. I heard those words in ceremony. In the morning, I told my facilitator, this is what was told. I don't know what this is. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's just three days back to back of combo. So I sat with combo and did the three days back to back again. Nothing was explained to me. The combo was applied on my quote unquote meridian lines on my legs. And it was super intense working with it three days in a row. It helped me alleviate my PMDD symptoms. They never came back afterwards. And that's when I knew I wanted to facilitate. That was in 2019. But I still didn't understand Mm -hmm. what it was doing. And that was a huge it didn't sit well with me because I really wanted to know what was happening. You'd like to know the why. Yeah. Like, wh- why did this actually help me? Mm-hmm. How did this work when Western medicine told me there's no cure? Um, so that's my short story with Combo. Your story, I feel, is far more fascinating. And I would love for you to share just how you got to meet Combo and how Combo was introduced in your life. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll give you the cliff notes because it is a wild story. Yeah, that's somewhat, somehow going to be a book one day. I yeah, think. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I was uh, from my mid-20s to my mid-30s. I'm 44 now. So kind of the first stage of my adulthood, I was not doing well. Psychologically, I was pretty battered, right? And I started right in my mid-20s and I started to experience bouts of depression, uh, waves of anxiety, intrusive thoughts, chronic nightmares, suicidal ideations, like I legit thought I was losing my mind. And I just, I didn't know, like everything started to hit at once. And it began to impact my relationships. I couldn't really be around my family. And uh, I was just, uh, I was in a bad way. But I was stubborn, you know, refused to talk to anybody. And I just thought, I will figure this out. But when, I guess it was at the point the suicidal ideations began to feel more comforting than scary, Mm -hmm. is when I knew I really needed to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. So there's a friend of the family, a psychiatrist, and uh, I sat down with her and explained to her everything that I was feeling, everything that was going on. And, uh, you know, she was like, the good news is, is this is not entirely uncommon, right? You're not losing your mind. However, you're showing some pretty severe symptoms of complex PTS, right? She said, here's the road to recovery. Things are probably going to get a lot easier. Or, I'm sorry, things are going to get a lot more difficult before it gets easier. Here's our medication options, and we'll go from there. Me being the stubborn person I was, was like, well, I'm probably not going to do any of that. Mm-hmm. So I'll find a more holistic means or I'll just die trying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I 
began to kind of look into things of diet and holistic health. And the thing is, I was raised in the Bible Belt of Texas. You know, self-care doesn't exist there. No, we, it doesn't. We, we don't really even have a concept of that, right? Like if you don't have a barrel gut and 20 pounds overweight, your family thinks you're unhealthy. <laughs> so <clears throat> I didn't really know where to start. But at the time, I was living in Mexico in Cozumel, just kind of being a dive bomb. And my, I, I worked an oil field job, so I had five weeks on, five weeks off. And my five weeks off, I was living down in Cozumel. I came to Dallas one day to visit family, and I was having dinner with my brother and his wife. And as we were having dinner, he goes, down there in Mexico, do they, uh, and this is back, you know, almost a decade ago, he goes, they have ayahuasca? And I'm like, ayahuasca, what? <laughs> and he says, well, it's supposed to be some powerful psychedelic, you know, that takes you into the depths of your mind, supposed to make you really sick, but cleansing at the same time and I was like I don't know man the depths of my mind is a pretty scary place like it's a place I try to stay out of mm -hmm. not explore so I just kind of marked it off as conversation a week later I get back to Mexico and the way I'd get to Cosmel because I'm you know a bit of a dirt bag when it comes to spending <laughs> is I, I would take the cheap way I'd fly into Cancun Take a bus from Cancun to Playa, stay the night in Playa, catch a ferry the next day. Well, I get to this bus. It's a midnight flight. There's me and one Canadian standing at the bus, and we kind of started up a conversation. And, you know, when we got on the bus, they just happened to put our seats together. We could have sat anywhere. We were the only two. But since we'd already started a conversation, we decided to continue it. And somewhere in this 45-minute drive from Cancun to Playa del Carmen, he'd brought up ayahuasca again. It's like, man, that's the second time. I, my brother was just telling me about this. That's, uh, that's interesting. Marked it off as coincidence. Got to Cozumel. Three or four days later, went down to the dive shop. My buddy Sean was sitting at a table having breakfast. I'm like, Sean, what's up, bud? How you been? He goes, well, I'm getting ready to go to East Mexico. I'm like, what's happening out east? He goes, well, my friend hooked me up with an ayahuasca shaman. I'm like, man, this is the <laughs> third time I heard about this in literally two weeks. Mm -hmm. I need to check it out. So checked it out, did some research. Next thing I know, a couple weeks later, or I'm sorry, a couple months later, I'm down in the jungle um, outside of Pucalpa drinking ayahuasca with Shipibo. And... It was, it, my life changed in that moment. Again, Bible Belt of Texas, I had no understanding of the mystics, no understanding of ayahuasca or plant medicine or any of that. But I saw things and I experienced things both in and out of the medicine that I just couldn't explain, that blew my mind. And mm -hmm. it made me realize there's more to this reality than what we're aware of. Mm -hmm. So, however, ayahuasca was incredibly challenging for me. It wasn't necessarily the love and light show that a lot of, I'd heard a lot of people talk about. Mm -hmm. There were aspects of that, but I didn't quite understand the work that would be involved yeah. <laughs> with ayahuasca. It's I, always made to think that you drink the cup, you get the downloads, you you're some, fixed. Yeah, you have some pretty visions, you get some messages, <laughs> and you go no, on. and She and, can really and, kick yeah, your ass. <laughs> yeah, and she did over yeah. and over. And um, it 
even though ayahuasca didn't necessarily take away the symptoms that I was having, it helped me understand why I was having them. Mm -hmm. And understanding is kind of the first stage of healing. You need to know what it is you even need to work on. So I had a, I had a base point, starting point. Came back, you know, I traveled back to the jungle over the course of the next year, several times working with ayahuasca until it just got too difficult, right? But I knew I wasn't done. Mm -hmm. And I had moved up to Squamish, Canada with the girl I was dating at the time. And every time there are these cliffs outside of Squamish, people that are from there will know what I'm talking about. And they're called the Chiefs. And mm -hmm. I would go out and I would hike these every single day. And as soon as I would get up under the canopy of the trees, she would speak to me. Ayahuasca would speak to me like, you're not done. There's still more to go. So it's back to the jungle. And then I'd come back. You're not done. I was like, well, I can't keep affording to go to Peru. So we right. have to figure something else out. <laughs> And uh, I discovered a place, an Iboga Center mm. in Squamish. And I'd learned a little bit about Iboga. And I'd called the guy up that ran the center. His name was Jeremy. And, uh, you know, I was asking him about it. And one of the questions I had is like, look, I'd been working with ayahuasca. Is Iboga as challenging or can it be as scary as ayahuasca can be or is it a little gentler because this is one of the reasons i'm looking to work with something a little bit different mm -hmm. at the moment he's like well if you're scared we have something that can help you with that something called gamble and uh and i was like what's that he goes what well, comes from a frog i was like oh that's the big psychedelic i hear about he's like no 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 this is something different you're thinking of the toad this is Campbell. Mm -hmm. And he explained to me a little bit about it. It kind of like you didn't really, I didn't understand mm -hmm. it, but for some reason it called to me and I started doing my research on it. And at that time you couldn't find much on Campbell. It wasn't, I think there's 13 known practitioners in the U.S. at that time. So it's really hard to find information, but the information that I did find, I became obsessed, mm -hmm. like it called to me, and I just could not stop thinking about it. So I told Jeremy, I'm like, let's set it up. I want to set it up right before I go back to work. I was living and working, or I'm sorry, I was working in Azerbaijan mm -hmm. at the time. That's where I'd spend my five weeks. I was like, I want to get this done before I go, because it's kind of a polluted area, and I thought, man, this could really be good for me. Yeah. Came time, ceremony day, and he canceled on me. Mm. Went to work, came back, rescheduled, rescheduled for as soon as I came back, canceled on me again. I was like, man, what's going on here? Rescheduled one more time right before I went back to work, and then his wife texted me. and It's like, hey, Jeremy is not going to be able to serve you, Cambo. It was a really weird scenario, but, and then he just stopped taking my phone calls altogether which I thought was very bizarre. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, back to the jungle. So I found this little, it was an interesting, I found this little hippie commune outside <laughs> of Iquitos <laughs> where members of the Matsi tribe would come through and serve Campbell. Mm -hmm. So ended up finding this little hippie commune. And I mean, there was, it's just jungle with a few tambos and mm -hmm. holes dug out of the ground for the restroom. Like there's no electricity, no running water, none of that. And uh, met up with the Massey's guy named uh, Robinson. That was his Christian name mm -hmm. given to him by the missionaries when he was a kid. So I thought that was interesting too to see this 
Massey's tribal member with this jaguar tattoos across the face, and his name was Robinson. <laughs> but anyways, they served me Campbell, and it was significantly strong. Again, I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. And down there... It's a little different. There's not. They're not as nurturing, or right. as you know. You came for Campbell. That's what you're going to get. And they're also not explaining anything. Not explaining anything, mm-hmm. right? So they had me drink a little water that came from the river, oh, right? <laughs> and uh, and but I was just working on blind trust, faith here. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, well, it's either going to work out or it's not. Yeah. But I was like, what did I have to lose at this point? Right. You know. Did Campbell, and when he put within about a minute, it was a big dose. I went down on my side, body spasm locked up. I began to convulse a little bit. And when it did, did the other Robertson kind of kneeled down and he cocked his head and looked at me and he goes, Oi, to his partner. And his partner kind of looked over there at me, and he shrugged his shoulders, and Robertson looked at him and then looked at me, and he shrugged his shoulders, and then they walked off. And I was left there on the floor to experience the rest of that by myself. Had no understanding of what was going on. I know they shrugged their shoulders and walked off. I was convulsing but still conscious, and I thought, well, we did it, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you managed to check yourself out in the right. most bizarre way imaginable. Yeah. But then it passed. And then I recovered within 20 minutes of so mm-hmm. those dots coming off or, or moving through the experience. I recovered. I thought, wow, that is bizarre. And like you feel like you're going to be there for a minute. Mm-hmm. You don't expect how fast you recover and, and you're feeling normal again. But I didn't really notice any differences until I woke up that next morning. Mm. And then when I woke up that next morning, I could just feel my brain was back. Mm. Still get emotional every time I tell the story, but it was like Jason was fucking back. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point, you know, for me, it, I never had this innate desire to work with Campbell initially. For me, it felt like an obligation because, like, if it could do this for me, what could it do for others? Mm-hmm. And if there really is something to this, man, why is it not being screened from the mountaintops? Right. Like, this is 24 hours. It gave me my life back, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I learned how to self-administer while I was there. And, uh, and I just did that for a year. I'd set up in my bathroom next to my toilet, apply my three to five Cambo dots, go through the experience, and I just could not believe how it was transforming my life back to just feeling human again. So I knew I wanted to work with this. At that time, it was really hard to find someone to teach you mm-hmm. how, to, how to work with Cambo. I found one of the international organizations and I went through their training, which, you know, I, I, had a, I had fun at their training. It was a neat experience. However, I didn't leave feeling like I understood Campbell. It was more so it seemed like they were trying to turn Campbell into ayahuasca with, you know, the, there was a lot of singing involved, mm-hmm. a lot of ritualistic ceremony, smudging, which is all great, but this is... 
uh, I had no understanding of any of this. Right. That but, that's not how it's actually applied. And you don't go to the jungle yeah. and then they start chanting to you and, exactly. and blowing seed. No, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. They stick the dots on you and exactly. let you go through the process. So, you know, and that and then the whole ceremonial like I had no background in that. And a lot of the people that were there did. So I kind of felt like now and I but at the same time it's like I don't want to be disrespectful mm-hmm. but i don't really care about this mm-hmm. other stuff like it's campbell mm-hmm. that's i know what this did for me and i want to be able to do this for others but you don't know what you don't know so i worked under their umbrella you know for a couple of years but unfortunately as campbell became more popular and more of these practitioners got trained under this organization we started to see a rise of incidents come up across the globe some were serious, some actually ended up being fatal. And, uh, you know, we, me and a few other people start asking these hard questions. Why is this happening? Can it be prevented? You know, do we need to change something? Because my whole goal is to help people. If there's ever a chance ever I could hurt anybody, I wouldn't do it. Full mm-hmm. stop. I just wouldn't. But this organization, they wouldn't really give us the answers we were looking for. There's a lot of deflection. There's even some victim blaming. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, that doesn't work for me. So ended up leaving the organization and I put my Cambo sticks down for a minute. But I couldn't leave them down. It was just this nagging, obsessive thought of you can figure this out. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can walk away from it. You can figure it out. So threw my head back into the books. And again, there wasn't a lot available at that time, except there was a pharmacist named Rosa Sanchez that did a complete analysis on the peptide structure in Campbell. And I thought, okay, I have this. This is my starting point. This is where we begin. And then I would just go down these rabbit holes of each individual peptide. Because that's all Cambo is. It's just comprised of this unique, complex cocktail of bioactive and neuropeptides. And I thought if I can understand what a peptide is and understand how a peptide works in the body, then I can understand how our own biology engages with these peptides. And once I've established that, then I understand how to put a safety methodology around it. Mm -hmm. Right? And... um, I, as I began to go down these rabbit holes of these peptides in Campbell, I began to understand I didn't know Campbell at all. Like what I was discovering was so much more beautiful and more complex than we'd ever been taught. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's fun to shake a rattle and, and sing songs to your clients as they're going through this experience. But do you understand what's happening in your body? This mm-hmm. is where I get excited. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that this isn't really talked about Mm -hmm. when it comes to Campbell, people are just missing so much of what could benefit them. It's like, you know, if if you put me in a room with 10 people and you ask me to explain Campbell, you know, I joke around with the students, say the worst question you'll ever get asked as a Campbell practitioner is what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's like, well... So I, you know, I burn people, and I take this, you know, poison from a frog, and I put it on that burn, 
And then uh, you're going to get really sick for about 20 minutes, but then you're going to feel great. Yeah. It's going to be a hard sell. People are going to be like, I don't know. I got other things to make yeah. me feel good. But if I explain Campbell in a way, it's like, what is Campbell? Do you understand what peptides are? If you understand peptides, you understand Campbell. Mm -hmm. If you understand that we create over 7,000 peptides endogenously in our own body, right? You understand that even more than a medicine, Campbell is kind of like a supplement. Supplement mm -hmm. something into our body that we already make. And we understand that peptides are responsible for all the cells carrying out the jobs that they're programmed to do. And you understand that peptides keep the body in homeostasis and all the conditions that they can benefit when the body leaves homeostasis. That's when you really begin to understand the magic of peptides. I don't even have to tell you about the process. Once you understand what's happening in your body, mm -hmm. people are like, can we do this right now? Do mm -hmm. I need to schedule an appointment? Like once they get it, then you just see the eyes widen. Mm -hmm. You see the voice heighten, and they get excited because they understand, wow, there's something in this yeah. that could actually help me. Yeah, and that's like, um, I think about prescriptions. I mean, we feel the same way about Big Pharma, and most of our listeners and viewers do as well. Um, but Big Pharma, it's like, here's a pill. It's going to treat the symptom. We don't know how it works, but it's going to make this symptom maybe go away while causing mm -hmm. some other symptoms. So again, you're not actually understanding the mechanics of how it works. And with plant medicines and amphibian medicines, also there's like this lack of knowledge and understanding with regards to how it actually works, the biomechanisms of, of how it works with the body. Like when I learned for example, how ayahuasca works, I started to cultivate a much deeper relationship with her because I was like, wow, like mm. that's how she works. This is amazing. Like it's not just this brew of tea that you drink that tastes awful and gives you psychedelic hits. No, like it actually works with you on this biological layer that, that truly can be explained. And combo is the same way. When I started, I didn't really understand it actually until I came to tribal detox, to be honest. I just knew 2019 was when I sat in that three-day ceremony. And after that, I never touched combo again because it helped me. Like, it alleviated everything that I was dealing with. And at that point, I was dealing with the PMDD, which has suicidal ideations, deep depression, um, anxiety so thick that it would wake me up in the middle of the night. Um, I would... Uh, I had memory loss. I had memory fog, brain fog. I could talk to someone in front of me and I'd forget their name. Like it was awful and it came out of nowhere. And then I sat with combo and it was all gone. Mm. And Western medicine was like, oh, well, you can take birth control or you can take this hormonal replacement, but we don't know if it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And when I came to travel detox, that was at a time when frogs started showing up in my life. I think I told you this. <laughs> like, I mean, hundreds of frogs in our front yard when we moved to Austin. And I was like, huh interesting i was catching frogs in my hand i was dreaming of frogs and i was like i think combo's calling me back and i sat with that and i was like no i think she's actually calling me in to serve like now it's time and so i looked up the schools and of course the international school comes up first but mm -hmm. something never sat well with that um it just didn't feel well aligned, I guess. Mm. There wasn't something particular that was a red flag for me, but something about it didn't sit well. And that's when I found you. And um, I think it was like a 
maybe a three week window or four week window where you had a next class and you're like, oh, we have one one spot. One person actually dropped, (laughs) which opened up a spot I didn't think I would be able to fill. Yeah. And you were like, can you get to Colorado in three weeks? And I was like, sure, why not? Let's do this. And I showed up and that's where I really learned about the mechanics of combo and how it actually works. And that shed a lot of light on why it worked for me mm-hmm. and why it did what it did. You know, it wasn't just some magic button, uh, magic pill, plant medicine that you don't understand, but oh, you're healed. It wasn't like that. I didn't purge all my problems into a bucket. It wasn't like that either. Mm-hmm. There was an actual like biomechanical response in my body that helped bring my body back to a state of homeostasis, which I really appreciated. And that those 10 days alone in combo school, I mean, I <laughs> we had more combo than I'd ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I left feeling amazing, but I also left feeling super equipped to serve mm-hmm. because of not just the skill set, but because of the understanding of how combo works. So I want to talk a bit about the peptides, which you touched on, but let, let's just, let's break it down for people. So it's not overwhelming. What is a peptide? Yeah, let's break it down and we'll make it, you know, it's important to understand that I'm not a medical practitioner. I don't have a medical background. Disclaimer, neither am I. Yeah, (laughs) but I have dedicated my life into understanding this, Mm -hmm. right? So a peptide is amazing. And the fact that they're not talked about more is really quite crazy when you understand how much they're responsible for. Well, they're gaining attention now. They're gaining attention now. Right, in the holistic field now, we're seeing peptide injections, peptide Mm -hmm. shots. I just had a peptide shot just to experience what it was all about. Mm -hmm. Um, But now they're giving peptide therapy in integrative doctor's offices, which I think is pretty cool. And Combo's the original peptide therapy. The original. The original. (laughs) So a peptide is a short chain amino acid. A protein is a long chain amino acid. So essentially, a peptide is the building block of a protein. Now, a peptide in itself is a signaling molecule, a little chemical messenger. And the reason peptides can somewhat be difficult to work with because it has such a short half-life, right? They come in, send their messages, and then they exit. So it's not like this weird pharmaceutical poison that hangs around in the body for a long time. And really, you know, with Campbell, the reason why Campbell is so beautiful is it's not like there's a single magic ingredient in Campbell that heals the body. Campbell teaches the body how to remember to heal itself. Right, And this is moving the body back into homeostasis. So essentially all systems of the body are regulated by peptides. Every cell in the body comes equipped with peptides. Okay, Now peptides regulate immune function. They regulate our digestive function, the, the nervous system, everything. Again, every cell in the body comes equipped with peptides. And what the peptide allows the cell to do is carry on what it was pre-programmed to do, which is divide, multiply, mature. Okay. Now, as we experience any type of traumas, impact, 
diseases, even aging. Mm-hmm. Aging in itself could be considered mm-hmm. a disease. Because and environmental toxins. And environmental, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. But even think of aging. Aging is just brain-body function marked by loss of cellular efficiency. Okay? So you got to think about our evolutionary purpose. Now with you know, our clothes and our cars and our houses and our modern world, it's sometimes we forget that our most driven evolutionary purpose is to propagate the species, right? Keep us alive Mm -hmm. and and survive through the sands of time. But as we get into our 30s as humans, from an evolutionary standpoint, there's not a reason for us to be around much longer. It's when our fertility starts to fall off. You know, we've, we've, most of us have had our kids and began to raise them, and the rest of our lives are typically demising while raising our children to carry on mm-hmm. generations, right? And part of that aging process is the peptides in our body losing their efficiency to help the cell do what it's programmed to do. This is by design, mm-hmm. right? But humans being the biohackers we are, if our vision gets bad, we've created classes. If our um, you know, hearing gets bad, we've created hearing aids. Mm-hmm. If, our, if we become insulin resistant, we've created insulin, which is actually the very first peptide discovered in the 1920s, <laughs> right? So humans have figured out how to make themselves live longer. However, you know, the body is still going to try to demise. And this is where Campbell is beautiful. And this is why I often refer to it as a supplement more than a a medicine. Like I said, we create 7,000 endogenous peptides. And when these peptides, after a while, they can ebb, Mm -hmm. causing the cell body to send confused signaling, right? Um, Not carry out its programming how it's supposed to. And that's when we start to notice all the little problems in our body, the digestive issues, the aches and pains, the brain fog, you know, all these things that come with aging. However, when we introduce peptides back into the body, be it through a peptide injection, be it through Cambo, Mm -hmm. right? You're supplementing these peptides back into the body that signal these messages to the cell body and says, hey, why are we all confused? You are supposed to be doing things. Let's get back to work. And they help that cell body find homeostasis Mm -hmm. again. So a lot of times following Cambo, people will tell me, man, I just felt superhuman after my Cambo session. Mm -hmm. He said, no, you didn't. You felt human. Mm This is how we're supposed to feel. It's just most of our bodies have been in a state of chaos for so long that we've forgotten what it feels like to feel human. And that's why a lot of times after Campbell, people just can't believe how good they feel. That's how we're supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. And that is the absolute magic of peptides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, and because I know people will have questions about this. But it's a frog, and is this not the frog poison? And how are those peptides assimilated in a human body? Yeah, so that's a good question, actually. It's often referred to as a poison, 
but this is, a, it, it's not. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to take it orally, could it be poisonous to you? Absolutely. And these frogs don't have any natural predators because if they were to attack one of these frogs, the secretion that it emits when taken orally would basically just put the predator in a catatonic state or a paralyzed state. So it, there is a defense mechanism to it. But more than that, this secretion, because of where these frogs live in a very hot, humid environment, mm-hmm. a lot of bacteria, a lot of dangerous fungus and protozoa and things like that, these peptides in the frog secretion are rich in antibacterial, antiviral, antiprotozoal, antifungal peptides. And you'll see, you can find videos of them taking the secretion almost like a cat and they wipe it from their body and they're basically bathing their whole bodies in this secretion. And they do that to protect them from all these dangerous little critters that Mm -hmm. exist in their environment. And what's beautiful is the same peptides that protect them from these things are the same peptides in the secretion that protect us mm-hmm. from the same things, yeah. you know. And even what's, what's really interesting about it is uh, the peptide structure in Cambo is very similar to the human peptide structure we carry in our own bodies. And this, again, goes to show that medicine exists in nature. Mm-hmm. Real medicine that works synergistically with your body exists in nature. And sometimes I just like to think we're in like this little video game like Zelda, the old school games where mm-hmm. you just you have to go out and you have to find these magic mm-hmm. elixirs specific to the illness you have. And they exist mm-hmm. all in nature. Yeah. Every every dis-ease in 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 humans, I believe personally, can be resolved through what the earth provides us with, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, now things start to get wonky when things start to become engineered by man. However, like everything, there's we can find everything we need in nature. And this is also why I hate referring to it or, or when people refer to combo as like frog poison mm. because it is dismissive of what it actually does it has a negative connotation yeah to it. and it doesn't really speak to what it is which mm-hmm. is the cocktail of bioactive and peptides and neuropeptides and because of that statement people will have a misunderstanding of how Kimbo works i've exactly. had it ad- i've heard it advertised as having like a hormetic response oh so basically <laughs> the body being poisoned and your immune system almost like to a vaccine or something right. like that your immune system creating a reaction building antibodies or whatever to protect from these illnesses but that's it's there's no hormetic effect you're not being poisoned right you're just having a pharmacological reaction to the peptides being in the body right and then a lot of people have the picture in their heads mostly from what they see on dr google Mm -hmm. of like well why would i put this frog poison on me to end up having diarrhea and Mm -hmm. vomiting my guts out i don't want to be poisoned Mm -hmm. what's it going to do for me and so I want to go into, let's discuss some of the myths around combo, because I believe that there's there's more myths than facts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to start by saying that combo has actually been under scientific research since what the... Since the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, the 80s. So there's over 40 years of uh, scientific research done on Campbell. Scientific research by... So in the 1980s, uh, 
um, Peter Gorman, mm-hmm. who wrote Sapo and My Soul, and Catherine Milton, I believe was her name, is an mm-hmm. anthropologist. They brought samples of this secretion back to John Daly, um, biochemist, I think, in Maryland, Vittoria Arsbummer, who ran an institution in Rome, and then uh, Christopher Bradshaw, also out of the University of Belfast. Mm-hmm. And even Vittorio S. Bomber, when he analyzed this in the laboratory, he said Campbell just contains this fantastic chemical cocktail, unmatched therapeutic benefit by any other amphibian, mm-hmm. right? Now, where it gets a little tricky is the research carried on on actual Campbell clients. Right. We understand the chemical makeup of it, and Mm -hmm. we understand how it benefits the human body. But what doctors, when you, doctors love to say there hasn't been any empirical evidence on it, there hasn't been any proven clinical evidence on it. A lot of times they say that because they haven't quite figured out how to patent nature yet, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not economically beneficial to them. However, Caitlin Thompson is a neurobiologist who just put out the most recent study of Campbell, but she's also now conducting uh, research. She's been funded and now conducting research on actual Campbell sessions, you mm-hmm. know, getting repeat mm-hmm. benefits from different illnesses and things like that. So it is definitely being studied. There are scientists getting really excited about Campbell. And even a lot of the peptide research that you see right now, it all derived from the phylomedusas. Mm-hmm. That's where it all came from, you know, and they're just starting to try to, you know, as pharmaceutical companies do, because I think there's over 70 pending patents, mostly by U.S. pharmaceutical companies trying to determine how to synthesize, isolate, synthesize, and replicate these peptides in pharmaceutical yeah. use. So instead of recommending combo to people, they can recommend this synthesized version exactly. in pill form that they're going to make a ton of money on. FYI, that's how Big Pharma works. I'll give you an example real quick. So in the 1980s, two of the peptides in Campbell are dermorphin and deltorphin, right? And they discovered that these peptides were far superior, far superior to morphine when it comes to pain management. The only thing is when it comes to peptides, for it to be effective, it has to be injected directly into the bloodstream. So they got excited about it, put it down for a little bit. 1985, they picked it up again because there was starting to be a push for opiates Mm -hmm. for pain medication. And again, they found dermorphin to be far superior to any uh, opiate that they had found, but because they couldn't scale it, into a pill form that research was dropped and never picked up again Mm. unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah big pharma big pharma big pockets (laughs) (laughs) big trouble so from there let's go into the myths um because that's what we tend to see most on google right um starting with so we've talked about frog poison versus Mm -hmm. what it actually is let's talk about the water because there's a lot of misconceptions around the water intake with combo. And, you know, for me, for example, when I first sat with combo, I drank a lot of water to the point where the amount of water alone 
made me feel so, mm-hmm. so sick. Um, it was like two liters of water before the combo went on and one liter during, mm-hmm. which I mean, I was extremely nauseated, extremely sick. I had headaches. It just felt like too much. And that's also how a lot of people sit. Like when you talk about, when I talk about combo with people who have sat with combo before, usually the first thing they ask is, and they've had a bad experience. The first thing they ask is, but do I have to drink a ton of water? Because they actually have developed like this traumatic response to the amount of water that Mm -hmm. was shoved down their throat. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about the water intake first. Yeah. So the reason for the water is because Cambo has always been seen as a cleanse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you almost have to understand, well, why? Why is it seen as a cleanse? How how did we get to this Cambo as a cleanse or a detox? And even when I named my company Tribal Detox, it was before I really had an understanding of what Cambo actually was. Now, I have a theory on why it became... A, you know, known as a cleanse. And again, this is a th- science of one. It's, mm-hmm. it's not validated at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, you're indigenous personnel and, you know, they have a very good understanding of plants and their environment and how their environment helps with diseases, but it's more of an understanding of what plants help with what because they just don't have the equipment or the scientific literature to understand exactly what's happening in the body, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't want it to seem like I'm taking away from indigenous knowledge because right. I'm absolutely not. Yeah, because um, they do serve water in the jungle. They Some do, some, some don't. Oh, interesting. Right, yeah. like the Matsis don't, don't serve, serve water. water. The Huni the Quinn, I think, do yeah, more the Brazilian do. tribes yeah. do. But let's say you were really sick, whether it's a physical illness or a psychological illness or even a spiritual illness, right? And then you sit with Cambo, and then all of a sudden you purge something out of your body, these big bright colors that you haven't purged before, and then you feel better. Mm-hmm. So you might correlate with that with what came out of your body to being the illness Mm -hmm. that has left now you feel better and then americans will take something like that and run with it Mm -hmm. right especially the hippies they hippies love a good purge Mm -hmm. right so that's how it's been treated as a cleanse so if we're looking at it as a cleanse we want to get as much of this out of our body as we can how do we do that we drink more water, right? Right, And the more water we drink, the more we purge, the more illness we get out of our body. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this myth has caused a lot of serious medical problems and even deaths when it comes to Campbell. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be very forthright when I say there have been deaths associated with Campbell ceremonies very but not, little but not combo itself not combo no. itself has everything to do with the way it was facilitated mm-hmm. okay now the reason this is so dangerous people have maybe heard of water toxicity but don't understand what it is now if you drink too much water in a very short period of time what's going to happen is you're going to start flushing the electrolytes out of your body electrolytes are very important, right? They, they really help keep the cell bodies in homeostasis. So 
the quickest way we lose electrolytes out of our body is through diarrhea and through vomiting, both mm-hmm. of which very, are very prevalent in Campbell, especially if we drink a lot of water. So what happens is because these practitioners are focused on what we call bagging a purge, they're just trying to get their client to purge. Mm-hmm. That's This is like the goal. If we right. get you to purge, then we can get that illness out of your body. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so they'll have them drink more water. And then they'll start purging. You're purging really good. Let's go ahead and give you some more water and get more of this out, right? Mm -hmm. But what they don't understand is they're setting their client up for a potential catastrophic situation. Because what happens when you flush the electrolytes out too quickly and then you continue to consume more water, the cell body is going to begin to absorb this water, particularly the brain cells. And they're going to begin to swell against the internal structures of the skull, um, causing, I think it's called cranial encephalopathy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But because the brain's got nowhere to go, then it's going to be compressed as it begins to swell, which is soon going to lead to a seizure. After that, coma. And then usually shortly after that, death, mm-hmm. right? And... Um, the most tragic thing about it is 100% preventable, mm-hmm. 100% avoidable. And it's all to do because the person doesn't understand the substance that they're working with and they're working from the basis of myth rather than the basis of what's actually happening in the body. Yeah, the purge. The purge has such a... It's like Western society is obsessed with purging, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, if I can purge all my problems in a bucket, I'm going to do so. If I can purge everything that's wrong with me in a bucket, great. Mm -hmm. It's that in itself has been translated into the magic remedy. Well, let me just purge it out. And it, it, not just in combo, but in like ayahuasca ceremonies for so long when I first started sitting with ayahuasca before I really found my people, I thought there was something wrong with me because I wasn't purging. Mm -hmm. I don't purge a lot with ayahuasca. And then I was like, oh my God, all my demons are stuck inside me. Like they're not coming out. They're just like housed in me. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? And same with combo. Like I don't, purge every time Mm -hmm. up north and people associate that with like oh no that now there's something wrong with me it's stuck in me and i think that ego also comes into play here too with practitioners they're like well i want this person to have a purge so they can leave feeling like they've left all their problems in a bucket and so they almost force the purge um which again is problematic um so let's talk about the actual purge response because um this is also part of the myth, right? It's like, well, if I don't purge, then I didn't have a good combo session, mm-hmm. which is also what leads to excessive dots because people want to force the purge, et cetera. We'll get to that. But let's start with the purge and what that response actually is in relation to combo. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, people see see the purge as like a shortcut. Leave it here and then my work is done. Right. Right. I've, I've left it. Yeah. Here, here are my problems. They're in a fucking yeah, bucket. Exactly. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. The thing is, is you're, you're, you're taking away your account, accountability and putting it on the bucket. Right. <laughs> because what I tell people is like, this is not the work. The ceremony mm-hmm. is not the work. No, it's hard. It can be challenging, but the work comes afterwards. Mm-hmm. And what the medicines do is they give you a grace period. They move you back into homeostasis. They move your body back into balance. Be like, all right, we're good, mm-hmm. but this is going to require you to do work to keep us that way. All right. You can't just purge and then go back to your normal life because then we're going to see you again mm-hmm. in three weeks. 
So, but what is happening with the purge? And it's important to know that purge or not, Campbell will do its job, mm-hmm. right? Whether you purge or not, you will get the benefits from Campbell that Campbell has to provide for you. And Campbell works objectively on the individual. Wherever you're struggling, that's where Campbell is going to meet your needs. But what is happening with the purge? So with some of the peptides, you have a lot of smooth muscle contraction in the intestinal uh, in the intestinal tract, okay? And this results in cramping and pushing fluids, right? But this is just a pharmacological effect of Campbell, okay? It's kind of like a hard reboot of the system. If you ever shut down the computer, right? Just press, hold the power button mm-hmm. until it shuts down and everything. And then, you know, you see the program start popping mm-hmm. up again. This is the computer coming back online. So I kind of almost think of it as the same in our body, right? We give the body Campbell and all the organs, all the smooth muscle, everything starts contracting, right? Everything's being reset and being taught how to function, how it's supposed to function again. Now, because of this smooth muscle contraction, it can create cramping and nausea in the stomach. Now, the other player in this is you have a part of the brain called the chemical trigger zone, okay? Now, when this when the chemical makeup of the blood changes really quickly, right, really suddenly, it's like a defense mechanism of the body. doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Mm -hmm. It just means something has changed, be it Campbell, be it too many tequila shots. (laughs) It could even be a certain smell Mm -hmm. that the body thinks could be toxic, right? So what happens is this part of the brain, the chemical trigger zone, or the area postrema, as it's known, will communicate with the stomach and kind of other like sensors around the body, and they'll come up with the decision. Did we ingest something we shouldn't have? Maybe everything changed really quickly. To err on the side of caution, why don't we try to get that out? Mm-hmm. Cue nausea, right? So you have several things kind of working that's going to create that nausea or that purgative effect. Doesn't mean that your body is trying to rid something specifically, right? A lot of people think Kembo comes in the body, squeezes all the toxins from the cells and the organs, throws them on a magic shuttle bus to the stomach to where they're purged out of the body forever. Mm-hmm. Biology doesn't work like that. Kembo doesn't work like that. It is purely a pharmacological effect of the peptides doing what they do in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the color. <laughs> yeah, so the this, color. The color of the purge. Oh, yeah. it's so interesting when, because I remember vividly in my three-day experience asking like, oh, like the color of my purge. And when people talk about a rainbow of colors, let's just be clear. It's not a fucking rainbow of colors. Mm -hmm. It ranges from the color of bile, which is yellow, to like a deeper yellow, to a deeper orange, to like maybe a pale yellow, Mm -hmm. to a water. Like it's not like you're going to see purple puke. You're Mm -hmm. not going to see like blue puke. But there's been, again, this weird obsession with purges in western society so let's like diagnose what you just purged Mm -hmm. by looking at the color of this purge yeah it's kind of like a shaman throwing tobacco and water and reading the tobacco people love (laughs) for you to read what just came out of their body and when people say what does that yellow bile mean 
I said, well, it means you purge yellow bile. <laughs> all right. That's all that means. Right. But we like to put something magical on it. But so to kind of explain where that color comes from, you have to understand the process of the liver and the gallbladder. Now, the liver, and again, we're going to break this down mm -hmm. very simplistic, mm -hmm. but your liver is what detoxes the body, mm -hmm. right? And it detoxes the body and it takes those detoxified toxins and it stores them in bile salts or bile. So that bile is created in the liver and then it's transported through a duct to the gallbladder to where it's stored until it's needed. So what's bile needed for? Well, for one, to carry the detoxified toxins out of the body, right? But for two, when we eat something fatty, all right, the gallbladder releases this bile into the small intestine or the upper intestine, and it breaks down this fat so the body can do something with it. And then that bile carried those detoxified toxins, move through the intestinal tract to where it's stored in the colon and then released from the body. Mm -hmm. Now, any remaining bile in the colon will be reabsorbed. And sometimes people will say, well, if you don't purge, it'll be reabsorbed back into the body. And I agree with you. This is by design. Mm -hmm. Reabsorbs back into the colon to where it's further broken down and processed and eliminated through the kidneys. Our body does this each and every mm -hmm. day. Bile moves through our body, carrying detoxified toxins out of our body. Okay. However, when it comes to Campbell, the reason we purge bile is because of this. In between your stomach and your uh, small intestine is something called a pyloric sphincter. You think of this as like a, a check valve or a one-way valve. Digestion starts in the stomach. Partially digested food moves through this pyloric sphincter where it closes and doesn't allow it to come back up. That'd be a bad thing, right? However, when you have a belly full of water and you're fasted, this pyloric sphincter is in a neutral position, meaning things can move through it both ways. So when we use Campbell, right, and then bile, all the, the organs are contracting, so the gallbladder begins to contract, releases its bile. We have smooth muscle contraction in the small intestine, which pushes that bile up into the stomach, and because we have all the pharmacological reactions we were talking about, the chemical trigger zone and the nausea and the smooth muscle contraction, then we purge. And when we purge, that bile is sitting in our stomach. Therefore, we see the pretty colors hit the bucket. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. If I was to make you drink two liters of water, fasted, no food, and then in 10 minutes, I told you to stick your finger down your throat and force yourself to vomit. You know what would happen? You would vomit bile. It's just an effect of purging on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. has yeah. very little to do with the Campbell. And what's interesting about that is for any dog owner, you've probably seen your dog do this. Like our, <laughs> our puppies, when... When we would go too long between feedings, they purge bile. Mm -hmm. And at first we thought, oh my God, there's something wrong with our dogs. And we told our vet and they're like, well, at what time of day is this happening? When did you feed them? And then we realized, oh, we're going actually a little too, there's too much time passing between a certain feeding. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're purging bile. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's we love something to be magical right. and mystical. People want to be validated, right? They yeah. want, they're like, okay, what did I purge? And is my depression in there? Yes. It's yeah, this shade exactly. of yellow that means that is all your depression. Exactly. Right? And I've heard people say things right. like that, you know, yeah. whether it's depression or mold. Mold. Oh my Candida. God. You cannot purge mold people and usually if you did hop a before combo this is the funny thing like i've had people like oh my god my mold came out no that's hop a yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's from when i served you right before i served you combo that's the Uh, hop a in the bucket it's not mold and if you were going to purge mold it wouldn't come out looking like mold (laughs) yeah yeah we uh we love to be able to i don't know it feel i think People almost feel like they've been chosen by the divine if they've benefited from something that can't be explained. Right. You know what I mean? But more magic, magical than magic to me is magic explained. Mm -hmm. Like to be able to understand what this is doing in our body. Yeah. Right. And to know that it comes from a frog in South America that spends its life hundreds of feet above the ground mm-hmm. and that's where it's at and the indigenous have figured out how to take this secretion and apply it in the most bizarre way that has the most therapeutic benefit like how are we not amazed by that story right. yeah. that's where the magic is yeah you know let's talk about the dots cuz there's a lot of myths around that and i you know, I, in my personal opinion, I feel like ego has just come into play with that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hear Aubrey Marcus's story about his first combo, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still waiting for him to <laughs> try it again. But whoever served him served from the ego, right? Mm-hmm. Too many dots, too, too much. Um, what I loved about my training at Tribal Detox is we work with something called a minimum effective dose. Mm-hmm. You know, why go overboard when we can have three dots that gives you a great experience you know just the other day you served me a three by three which is three sessions in three hours yes it's fucking intense and yes it's great Mm -hmm. um but i was like let's start at three because i i tend to like i'm purging at three dots now and that's all i need Mm -hmm. you know like i don't feel a need to let's go eight dots because i need to go like to hell and back again with my body so I want to talk about the amount of dots because I also, from what I know of many of the other trainings, non-tribal detox, there's an association with the dots, the number of, as well as the placement mm-hmm. of. Yeah. So again, go big or go home. That's that's <laughs> we think if a little is good, more is better, mm-hmm. right? But what people have to understand is you're putting your body even though Kembo is beneficial, you're still putting your body into a stress state, mm-hmm. right? The more stress you apply to your body, the more your body has to pull itself together to recover from that stress. Right. And okay. stress state is the same as a traumatic response, everyone. So this is putting your body into a trauma state, mm-hmm. which for too much, too fast, too soon can create a lot of trouble. Exactly. And it doesn't necessarily mean trauma that's affecting you negatively it's just your body has recognized this as okay we're being challenged Mm -hmm. here so if you come into Campbell already in a traumatic state and you already have a stress state Mm -hmm. and then your practitioner wants to put nine points on you you know or maybe you've asked for it i've had a first-time practitioner come in and just ask me for most points 
possible. Oh, God. And it's because we, again, a little is good, so more must be better. But if your body's already in a state of stress and you put it through this intense physical process more than what's necessary, you could actually contradict what you're trying to achieve, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, minimum effective dose. So basically what we're doing is we're working subjective to the individual. Not everybody sits with Cambo the same. My tolerance is lower than most people's tolerance. Mm -hmm. Like you said, your tolerance is starting to diminish from what it used to be. The more I use Combo, the less I need. Mm, Exactly. And I kind of think that's with when your body comes into homeostasis or comes into balance, if you try to do too much Campbell's going to be like what are you doing right we're there Mm -hmm. but like why we don't need all this right you want all right well let's suffer a little bit if you (laughs) if you want to do this yeah right so an incredible amount of benefit can achieved can be achieved from one to three gates you know now typical basic Cambo session usually runs from three to five points for most people that's enough to get the job done mm-hmm. right and if there's more work that needs to be done usually they'll stack it you know over days consecutive days rather than just trying to stack a lot of dots on top of mm-hmm. each other because less dots you can recover from that quicker and be ready for your next session with a stronger constitution or confirmation in your body mm-hmm. okay and just to kind of give an example of how powerful just a few dots could be we uh i had this um client out of dallas his name was rod and rod had stage four terminal cancer never went the traditional chemo route always used the holistics and he lived seven years longer than what he was supposed to Mm -hmm. but when i served him campbell the very first because he was probably about six one maybe 130 pounds he was light very Mm -hmm. light frame and his body was pretty weak so the very first session i ever served him was a half point Mm -hmm. so half a one dot and it was very diluted i mixed it in a little extra water because i just i didn't know how his body would react yeah you know to the state of weakness he was in he wrote it through and we did three days in a row the second day we did a half normal strength dot, right? And then the third day, we did one full dot. I think it was a little diluted. So over that three days, he probably had maybe one and a half full strength worth of Campbell, right? That week, he went to see his oncologist. Even though he didn't do the traditional chemo route, he still had an oncologist. He went to see his oncologist, went to the clinic, and his PSA count, which is a blood marker they used to test for the prostate cancer, had dropped by 1,000 points. Wow. 1,000 wow. points over one and a half dots of Campbell right. over three days. And his oncologist told him, was like, look, obviously whatever you're doing is working, we talking about it around here which and from it from their standpoint i could kind of understand that because they don't want client touting some miraculous right. new medicine that they don't know anything about mm-hmm. lots people tout new medicines for cancer that have no understanding of what mm-hmm. they're talking about but just to show that little campbell had such a significant 
impact because that's what his body needed in the mm -hmm. moment and that's why we even do a test point when right. we serve Campbell you know we teach to, uh, you put on one point of Campbell and you monitor it from five minutes from the first symptom and that's going to give you an understanding of that person's tolerance and we even teach our practitioners you work within the person's tolerance or your comfort zone whichever mm -hmm. is lower Regardless, they're going to benefit. Mm -hmm. It's only when we start pushing the parameters, start pushing them too far for what they're ready for, is when we start getting into trouble. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not some people that can't handle an exorbitant amount of Campbell. I'm blown away by the amount of mm -hmm. Campbell some people can sit with, but they have a higher tolerance. It's right. not a one-size-fits-all. Right. And it's better to work within a comfortable parameter on a lower effective dose then you know risk setting yourself back for a week or two from exhaustion or recovery mm -hmm. from going too high of a yeah. dose yeah i fully agree and that's one of the philosophies that i love about travel detox you know i just had a client that she's like five feet tall small frame yoga um teacher and uh like pretty badass in her life and she was hesitant we burned three gates open and i did layered first dot test dot five minutes applied the second dot and that was enough mm -hmm. didn't need to put the third dot on um she was having an amazing response she felt good in her response i mm -hmm. felt good as that practitioner and I could stop there. And I think that's where things get dangerous is when the ego again comes into mm -hmm. play. Like I want to push this client. I want to make them purge. I want to make something happen. I want to fix them or vice versa when the client wants to push themselves. So it's really up to the practitioner to one have solid boundaries around what they feel is safe and responsible. And then also be able to hear and listen to the client, but read between the lines and understand, and this is what I still feel is best yeah. to be able to voice that. So that's super important. Exactly. Just to be the expert. Yep. Not everyone's an expert. <laughs> Not everyone's an expert. Yeah, a lot of people think they are, right? right? But just, just like you're saying, you know, to know when enough is enough yeah. and also help them understand yes. when enough is enough. Exactly. Because you're the one who has the working knowledge of. And a lot of times, some of these medicine practitioners, be it Cambo, Bufo, Ayahuasca, whatever it is, they want them to have the experience they want them to have. Mm -hmm. So they try to give them the medicine that gave them themselves that experience, but they're not the same person. Yeah. The same, you know, you have to work to each individual subjectively. A hundred percent. So we talked about the myths. We talked about some of the dangers. There's a few other dangers that I want to address that I think are really, really important. We talked about too much water. We talked about the dots, the gates, um, oh, let's talk about meridian lines first before we go into some <laughs> deep sigh, deep breath, meridian lines. I just want to say, if you go to the jungle and you get served combo by one of the tribes, they're not going to look at your body, find a meridian line and apply it there. And they're not going to apply spinal points. They're not going to apply ankle points. They're not going to apply points on your ears mm -hmm. um, down the center of your chest. No, it's shoulders. Yeah, it's uh, traditionally it's shoulders or ankles, or ankles. typically shoulder for men, uh, ankle for women. Now, 
we like we we can't just leave things as they are that's just the beautiful and simplistic right we and in my opinion when people offer chakra points meridian points uh there's another one chakra Mar- points meridian points marma marma and auricular yeah. therapy or ear right. points this is more marketing to me mm-hmm. it's like yeah you can have cambo done on your shoulder but we could really address your paternal problems if we address your heart chakra and your sacral chakra with Campbell points. Right. Now, you know, you, you, have to, <laughs> you have to be careful with this because, and you have to, where, where does this come from? Is this just something somebody says? Has it been proven over and over that if we put this amount of points here and this amount of points there that it will achieve these results? It hasn't. These are just things that people say. Now, somebody would say, well, I had a chakra treatment, and it was the most profound experience of my life. I was like, I understand that, but how do you know it was where it was placed rather than the cambo itself? Yeah, and well, also there's the psychosomatic, there's the right? Psychosomatic. Like if someone says, we're going to put it, you're having, you know, you're dealing with some grief, let's do some heart mm-hmm. chakra points. Yep right? There's a psychosomatic attachment then to the, okay, it's going to be applied to my heart. That's going to help me release Mm -hmm. some grief. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to remember, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not neglecting the spiritual side of Campbell because there is a very spiritual side of it. And Campbell addresses that to each person individually. Mm -hmm. But Campbell is a chemical process, right? It's, it's a chemical messenger. So regardless, if I put Campbell on your shoulder, on your chakra, on your ear, on the bottom of your big toe, that message is going to be sent via mm-hmm. the neurons in the body. And it's going to go to where it needs to go once it's in the bloodstream, regardless of where it's placed on the outside of the body. So, you know, chakras are fun. <laughs> and, and I'm... You know, and it's it is like to think of okay. Well, if I put Campbell on this meridian line, then yeah. I should really heal my you know liver issues. But you got to remember, even meridians and things like these are ener- energetic channels, mm-hmm. energy channels. Use things like acupuncture, where a very fine needle is placed into a very specific spot into the skin or the muscle tissue to to open up or align an energy center. That's not Campbell. Mm-hmm. That's not what it does. It goes into the bloodstream. It sends a chemical message, and right. the body responds to it. So, and the problem with that too is a lot of times chakra points are put on the spine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where our energy centers are, and the chakra points on the spinal column. Um, it's also where our nerve bundles are. It's also where our <laughs> nerve bundles are. This is the nervous highway to the rest of the body, mm-hmm. right? So Cambo placed on the spine is going to be a very intense process, mm-hmm. very powerful. It comes on very strong, very powerful, and then it exits pretty quickly, right? Um, now, if you have a strong intention set and you place five dots on the spine when that Cambo hits, you're going to be thinking about that intention, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so I, I do think there is something to do with intention setting, mm-hmm. 
but where it's especially on the ears i am not a fan of this no i, yeah, I do not can't believe people apply on anywhere on their head it's insane to me it's really close to the brain mm-hmm. if the person were to faint which is not uncommon cambo dot just happened to roll down the ear canal and then we got other problems mm-hmm. and it's it's unneeded. I, I feel like some will try to make themselves an expert or, uh, you know, this is what we offer, a more advanced, mm-hmm. you know. And even advanced Cambo is just more understanding of how Cambo reacts in the body. Right. Not so much about its point placement on the ears, yeah. you know. So I think trying to make something unique and taking the simplicity out of it, you can actually create more dangerous situations just for the aesthetics of it yep. rather than are we actually doing something here? A hundred percent. Okay. I think that covers all the myths that I, Oh, dangers. Okay. So yes, there have been accidents associated with combo, but mm-hmm. as we say in travel detox, responsible application, you know, we should not be encountering any of these things. One of the things that, um, We've talked about too much water, the gates, the dots, the placement. Um, there are also like things like unsupervised self-application. Mm-hmm. Um, no CPR experience, like no knowledge of what to do if and when something does happen. For example, a client faints. Mm-hmm. Um, these are when we can have accidents happen. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's start with the... Um, let's start with the safety CPR. Uh, cause one of the things that I was really impressed with at tribal detox is the amount of safety protocols that we learn and how great of an actor you and Kelly are like you guys would play out these fainting clients or falling clients and we'd have to catch you and catch your heads. I mean, you both deserve awards for your, <laughs> <laughs> for your performances and it taught us a lot. Like, like to our, our viewers and listeners, like Jason would actually start to walk, pretend like he was doing combo, walk to the bathroom really slowly, like say I have to go to the bathroom. And then somewhere between the mat and the bathroom, he would fall, but he wouldn't pretend fall. He would like really fucking fall. And if he didn't catch his head, he would hit his head on the floor. So there was this added pressure as the student to catch your teacher slash mentor's head. And God, just I, I was praying every time like I hope I catch his head. I hope it like let me watch me be the one student that doesn't catch his head and he ends up with a fucking concussion. <laughs> but like these are the things that we learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about what can happen um, because I think a lot of people will, will say, "Oh my god, I could faint." Yes, but that that can happen. Here are a few of the other things that can happen, and the more you understand what c- could happen in a combo session the safer you feel because now you know what to expect. A hundred percent. You know, what makes a good Campbell facilitator is not the ability to burn skin or mix Campbell. You could teach that to a 12-year-old in an hour. You really could. It's not complicated. Mm-hmm. What makes a good practitioner is one that's going to be able to foresee all the risk mm-hmm. involved and to mitigate those risks mm-hmm. before they happen, right? Now, I come from a background of military and oil industry, which is not your typical background for this type of work, <laughs> right? But in, I, I attribute a lot of the working knowledge of how we facilitate Campbell to what I learned in working in those industries because they're dangerous industries to work in. So everything is uh, 
practiced. Everything mm-hmm. that could go wrong, you need to experience and learn how to engage with that scenario. So if the scenario inevitably happens, it's more of muscle memory mm-hmm. rather than um, panicked reaction. Now, Cambo is, is extremely safe. Mm-hmm when facilitated by a trained practitioner. It's because they know what to look for, mm-hmm. right? So with Campbell, for example, one of the biggest things we practice in our scenarios that you were just talking about is fainting. It's very common with Campbell. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard some people go, oh, yeah, with Campbell, you faint, and uh, your soul departs the body onto the astral plane <laughs> for healing. And I'm like, no, that's death. Soul leaving the body <laughs> is death. Nobody's dying in a tribal detox cambo yeah. session, right? However, there are blood pressure fluctuations. Okay, now usually when someone's sitting with cambo, it's they're sitting up. Okay, so we introduce cambo. There's a vasodilation effect. Blood pressure goes up. Vessels dilate to allow, to accompany that extra blood flow. Everything drops off. Blood pressure slows down or the heart rate stops. Blood pressure drops below baseline, right? And then you go into about a 10 to 15 minute flu. But when the blood pressure drops, if it's a significant drop, what can happen is the body will pass out. If the blood can't reach the brain in an efficient manner, it's kind of like a defense mechanism of the body going you're all over the place here mm-hmm. why don't we just flatten you out let the blood pressure even out a little bit and then we'll bring you conscious again so a trained practitioner is waiting for that to happen and most of the fainters happen on the way to the bathroom right. that's why we practice it so much now when i do faint i do give a little dramatic elbow slam to the floor <laughs> just to really imprint right not not fear but this is what could happen Mm -hmm. you know and even what i tell the students is like this class is built upon the backs of my mistakes that i've made this Mm -hmm. has happened to me before and i want you to prevent it from happening Mm -hmm. to you so we're going to go over these now what happens if your facilitator or even let's say all right given an incident probably about eight or nine years ago there is a guy bought a Campbell stick online. Mm-hmm. And I hear this sometimes people saying, I would like to try this to myself. Do you know where I can buy Campbell? You know, Facebook messages or uh, post or whatever. And I cringe when I see this because mm-hmm. I know how dangerous it is. Yeah. But this man bought a Campbell stick online, set up by his toilet, applied Campbell to himself. And that's where they found him the next morning. Right. And it wasn't the Campbell that mm-hmm. killed him. It was his blood pressure dropped. He went unconscious, sitting up, right? Because there was no one there to lay him down and put Mm -hmm. him in the recovery position. Vomited unconsciously, aspirated, and then drowned in his own vomit, Mm -hmm. right? And that puts a nasty mark on Campbell because when people hear that story or they read that case study, They'll think Campbell is dangerous. Right. This person tried it and he died because mm-hmm. of it. It's like, no, this person died because he wasn't trained to work with the substance. Right? Had he been trained, he would have known to place himself in a position that he wasn't compromised should he go unconscious. Mm-hmm. Or he would have sat or got somebody to sit with him mm-hmm. to care for him should he become compromised yeah. in an unconscious state. 
Yeah. It's one of the reasons why anytime I share my self-application on social media, I always mention like, and I have a guardian present. Like I've taught my husband to be present and not to interfere, but just to be present in case something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not just positioning myself in a place where if I should faint, I'll be okay. But actually having someone there who... If I do faint, he knows to wipe the dots off. He mm-hmm. knows what position to put me in. He knows what to do. Um, so that I felt was really, really important to share because I'm hearing of more and more people just buying combo sticks. Like I had a client yeah, I shared with you, um, you know, a few weeks ago who really wanted to sit with combo, became a little impatient with my weight, purchased a combo stick online. And then the purchase of the stick also included a free zoom call where they teach you how to apply it. And it was like a one hour call and they taught her how to apply it and started working with it at home. Um, and of course when she came in to work with me, it was a very different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she, thankfully she was safe and so much could have gone wrong, you know? And so responsible application also includes self application and, We also have to understand with the sticks themselves, I think this is really important to mention, some sticks can be stronger than others. Um, They're, you know, when we talk about the frogs, they're not an endangered species. Let's get that right. Mm -hmm. And when combos practice with reverence, which they are with specifically the tribes that we source our combo from, and there's many other tribes that still treat the frog with reverence, um, the frogs aren't milked per se. Um, you know, they're, they're caught, the combo secretion is gathered and the frog is released. Whereas some sadly parts of the Amazon have turned into combo milking farms because people are making a ton of money. And so they'll catch a frog and milk it, try and get as much combo. And after the first um, gathering of the, the first time that you gather the, the combo secretion from the frog, that's like the most potent. Mm-hmm. And then when they try and recreate that, it becomes more and more diluted. So there's different potencies for different sticks and you never know what you're going to get if you're buying online, mm-hmm. which is something people need to realize. Also with combo practitioners, if you're seeking out a practitioner and they don't know where they source their sticks from and they're just buying from random places and buying at the best price, Probably not the best source of combo. Yeah, right? if, if you're getting your sticks from, like if your your contact is purchasing their combo sticks from the wet market in the Quitos, probably not the best quality combo, right. right? And even like where our combo comes from with the Kokama tribes, you know, about three hours up the river from Iquitos, they're not combo farms. Yeah. They're, they're like, they live in the trees that are a part of their community. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been out with them. When we go to find Campbell, it's not like we know where the frogs are. Mm-hmm. We have to go and find mm-hmm. them. You know, we go late at night and then we, you know, they call to the frogs and the frogs call back and then we'll send up Barney, which is a 14-year-old Kokama boy that climbs the trees, you know, just bare hand and feet, just runs up there. But... And some, and it's not always a successful harvest. Sometimes we don't find any frogs, mm-hmm. you know. But that's that's the beauty of it. It's going out, and your medicine may be available tonight, or you may have to come back tomorrow night. But it requires effort, mm-hmm. you know. There is a problem with these farms, and that's why it's 
it's only a problem if we buy Campbell from them. Mm -hmm. And we're only buying Campbell from them if we're trying to make a buck and we don't have our own unique source or organization that has their own unique source. The other problem with this is if the frogs are squeezed too much, you're not leaving enough Campbell on them to protect themselves Mm -hmm. in their natural environment. And the other sad part of it is if they can't get enough secretion from the frog, then they'll cut it. Mm. Not not the frog, they'll cut the stick with like they found egg yolk, mm. they found yucca oh, juice, God. which closely, you know, resembles what Campbell would look like dried on a stick. So there's people getting these contaminated sticks mm-hmm. and having these horrible autoimmune responses to it. And it's just know where your Kimball comes from. Mm-hmm. And if you're facilitating, and I'm not saying every facilitator needs to be affiliated with an organization, right? But you should have a good understanding on their background, where their Kimball comes from, you know, are they, I'm not saying you have to be connected directly to a tribe to work with Kimball. You just want to make sure that your facilitator is really holding the reverence that this deserves, not only for the sake of your own health, but for, for karma, mm-hmm. not, you know, taking from something, not, not, not putting more harm into the world, yeah. you know, by, by these unjust practices, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like responsibility and reverence is so, so needed in the plant medicine and amphibian medicine space, mm-hmm. um, especially as it becomes more and more popular, which is great, right? Like these medicines are reaching different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. That is an amazing thing because we're coming back, we're being called back to nature and we still need to treat it with the reverence that it deserves, like how it's originally treated. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what combo can really support people with and then move into the red flags. <laughs> yeah. So let's just start naming what combo can really help people with. Cause I think again, it's like your initial confusion. Oh, the psychedelic it's like, no, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not the toad. It's a different medicine. The way that I like to explain it is like psychedelics, like ayahuasca, they work from the outside in, you know, they, they, they work on your spiritual self, then, you know, the energetic and spiritual world realm around you, then the mental, emotional, and then it also has an impact on your body, but it kind of goes outside in, whereas combo starts inside out, it starts on the body. And then the, I always tell my clients, you know, that saying the issues are in your tissues. I hate that saying, but it's like, <laughs> you know, we, our body holds so much energy. And so as the body begins to heal, it releases things uh, mentally, emotionally, which then can lead into this really great spiritual experience. Mm-hmm but it's not a psycho psychedelic. You're not going to go into combo, have this visionary state experience, Mm -hmm. but it's profound for a lot of things. Like for me, it helped heal my PMDD, uh, depression, anxiety, sleep issues. It really is the one thing as a woman in my forties, like it helps me with my hormones and it keeps my hormones in check. Um, it also keeps my autoimmune marker at bay because I have an autoimmune marker. And if I sit with combo regularly, my autoimmune marker disappears from mm-hmm. my blood tests. It's just gone, you know? Um, so let's name a few other things that it can help people with. Yeah, for sure. You know, like Kelly mentioned or made a comment the other day I really liked. She said a medication is something you take, but a medicine is something you work with. Mm. You know, that's what it, it takes working with Campbell 
to to get a handle on these issues and not it's not just take a pill and it goes away so what are some of the things that we've really seen right off the bat we'll name the big one is lyme disease Mm -hmm. any type of autoimmune issue from lyme to fibromyalgia to even some cases with hiv Cambo is going to benefit from. And one of the reasons we've seen such benefit with like Lyme, Lyme's a very confusing virus mm-hmm. because what happens is it comes in, permanently damages the immune system, and then it hides itself mm-hmm. in tissues of the body. That's where it's very hard to be found. And that's why a lot of people with Lyme disease feel like they're going crazy Mm -hmm. because the doctors can't give them a good diagnosis of what's wrong. It's confused with mold a Mm -hmm. lot of times. Where Cambo is so beautiful, so remember, Cambo moves the body back into balance, Mm -hmm. right? It instructs the cells of the body how to behave properly. So when it comes into the body and it sees an immune system out of balance, it's not that it's eradicating Lyme, it's that it sees a problem and it's putting the immune system back into balance mm-hmm. to function how it's supposed to function. I have one client, she was uh, Dallas about four years ago, debilitating Lyme, debilitating. Could hardly walk, boyfriend had to carry her to the restroom. She spent most of her time in bed. Over six months of working with Campbell, we put her back together mm-hmm. completely. She lives in Austin now. She has her own healing center. She teaches Kung Fu. She dances. She DJs. She got her life back, mm-hmm. right? And even a lot of the problems that people see with or that benefit from Campbell are autoimmune. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we do a lot of great work with some members of the NFL community. These concussions have wrecked their body. And it's not so much the concussion you're trying to fix. But because of the concussion, right, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, the peptides can become confused and uh, confused signaling. The cells become confused. The immune system becomes confused. So then they'll break out into like these terrible psoriasis Mm -hmm. all over the body or just this brain fog that they can't get out of bed Mm -hmm. from. So we give them Cambo. And again, it's not that Cambo reverses the concussion. Cambo puts the body back into balance. And, you know, we work with a couple of men from the NFL. Before we met them, they spent most of their time in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. Couldn't really be around their families. Now they're thriving, Mm -hmm. living, fulfilling lives. So Lyme is definitely a big one. Um, pain management, you know, we were talking about the dirt morphine and the mm-hmm. dirt torfin peptides. We had this one client who was a cameraman, like a sports cameraman, mm-hmm. and he ended up getting hit, breaking his back several places, didn't paralyze him, but he, uh, they held him together with steel rods, and he pretty much lived in pain, mm-hmm. or lived in pain, managed it with opiate medication. Found out about Campbell. <clears throat> I was in Dallas. Um, I couldn't fit him into my group, so he came to my hotel room. Mm-hmm. Gave him four points of Campbell. And about four minutes into it, this is usually when people are like, I've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling well. Wish yeah. I wouldn't have done this. So he's starting to go into the Campbell flu. Face starting to swell a little bit. You can tell he's feeling it. But then he's, his eyes change, and he kind of cocks his head, and he sits up, and he feels of his back like he's in Campbell Mm -hmm. but he's feeling of his back and he's like my back doesn't hurt Mm -hmm. 
I cannot remember a time when I've not felt pain in my mm. back. And this was four minutes into the Campbell session, taught him how to self-administer. Now that's the got off opiates, that's how he manages his pain. Yeah. On the psychological realm, depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, PTSD, Campbell mm-hmm. is almost miraculous, right? Because even a lot of people don't realize, and it's unfortunate because doctors make them think that they just have this terrible chemical imbalance that right. needs to be balanced out with medication, mm-hmm. right? Now, there may be an imbalance there, but it doesn't necessarily mean it requires medication. And a lot of times people will blame themselves. What's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Why can't I just be happy? It's like you may just have some peptides that are confused, Mm -hmm. you know, and introducing these back into the body. A one-time deal or sometimes managed once every six to eight weeks is enough to keep those systems regulated without having to be on dangerous, addictive pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. psych meds, you know? I've had a lot of people have to be careful with this language. You know, we never advise somebody get off their psych meds. But we've had several people under the supervision of their doctor step down their medication while using Campbell mm-hmm. to where they completely became medication free mm-hmm. you know especially anxiety anxiety is a bad one yeah anxiety is a bad one they put them on those benzos and once you're on benzos typically you're on them for life mm-hmm. and they're so dangerous to the body yeah. right but Campbell like you know I, I I don't try to advise people to do or not do something but before you take that journey into lifelong medication, try this alternative thing mm-hmm. just to see. And if you want to go to the medication after that, by all means, right? You do what's best for you. But there are alternatives available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, combo being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the red flags because now, unlike when you first started working with combo and there was only like a dozen in the US, there are a lot more mm-hmm. facilitators and practitioners. There are a lot more quote unquote trainings. Um, I know of trainings that take place in two days, like learn how to serve yeah. combo in two days, which that is super fucking dangerous. Terrifying. Like, what are you learning in two days? You're learning how to apply it, yeah. but nothing else. So for someone listening or watching, what are some of the things they should look for as a red flag or a green flag in choosing the right practitioner? Mm-hmm. One is, does your practitioner understand what they're working with? And when I say that, if they're just simple, there's... You'll notice in the medicine world when people get involved in these ayahuasca groups or these bufo groups that, you know, a lot of times Campbell served on the side as mm-hmm. like an add-on. But in these groups, people start to develop a language. And you'll hear this common language usually involves a lot of words like energy and consciousness and ego and things like that. So they kind of learn the language so they know just enough to when they're talking about Campbell, they can use this language to make it appear that they have some understanding of the sacreds that they're Mm -hmm. working with. So they'll say things like, oh, it's just a cellular detox. And, you know, 
but really and it's just a cleanse and an energetic this or that so they're kind of bouncing around mm-hmm. it's like okay tell me what's happening in the body mm-hmm. when the cambo goes in my body what is happening mm-hmm. your practitioner should be able to answer that mm-hmm. if they can't then they probably don't understand what they're working with if the goal of that practitioner is just to get you to a purge find another practitioner mm-hmm. They don't understand what they're working with. The other thing is, is for example, like people are first introduced to Campbell and ayahuasca at ayahuasca mm-hmm. groups, right? And they'll add it as an add-on the morning of or before mm-hmm. the ayahuasca group. Ask them why. Mm-hmm. Why are we adding this on, right? Or after a camp, or after an ayahuasca, mm-hmm. which is completely scary because that's when people can really get hurt, mm-hmm. right? But why are we offering this before ayahuasca? Well, it cleans your body to prepare you for ayahuasca. Find another practitioner. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what they're working with, right? Um, now, if gambo can be very beneficial before ayahuasca, it has nothing to do with the cleanse. It has more to do with making the blood-brain barrier more temporary, permeable to allow for a more enhanced DMT experience. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the cleanse. And then if they're a- offering it after ayahuasca, find definitely find another practitioner and warn other people about mm-hmm. this practitioner because as we were talking about a depletion of electrolytes mm-hmm. going into an ayahuasca ceremony typically requires a no salt diet which is a nut that's a huge red flag mm-hmm. for sitting with Campbell even before ayahuasca if they've been on no salt for more than four or five days their electrolytes are probably pretty washed out mm-hmm. and then we sit through ayahuasca and then we probably purge through ayahuasca, still with very little substance in our body. And then we're going to offer Campbell again. Mm-hmm. After ayahuasca, we're going to offer this person liters of water, make them purge again after they're already in a depleted state. People have died from this. Yeah. But it continues to happen under the guise of spirituality, and mm-hmm. we're just communing with the divine. We've got to be careful with this, right? If a person is too too divine in their work are we paying attention to the real scientific problems that could occur right there can be a balance it doesn't have to be science or divine it you can merge the two and provide a very safe profound experience Mm -hmm. but you need to be aware of everything you need to understand how this medicine engages with the biology of our own body. Because mm-hmm. until we did that, people were getting hurt. People yeah. were dying, right? So the biggest red flag is if your practitioner doesn't really refer to Campo as much more than a cleanse. Yeah. Your work, you're trying to bag a purge. Mm-hmm. You don't understand what you're working with. And if you don't understand what you're working with, how can you know what problems can be helped with Campo and what can't? Mm-hmm. Is it just a blanket? panacea for everyone it's not mm-hmm. you know chemo can be dangerous for some people yeah you know even people that like addison's disease right symptom of addison's is causing dangerously low blood pressure if a person has dangerously low blood pressure and we give them cambo knowing their blood pressure could have a significant drop mm-hmm. in the session if it's already dangerous low they may not have enough pressure to get the heart beating again yeah right so 
Um, yeah, the, the improper client history. Improper client history, mm -hmm. right? Not understanding. If there's yeah. no like waiver or uh, health yes. questionnaire or any conversation around the client's health, yeah. that's a red flag. Yeah, it's not just $30 and you get Campbell with your ayahuasca. Right. I need to understand who you are, what your history is, mm -hmm. what we're trying to achieve here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the yeah. only way to keep it safe. Yeah. Um, so we've covered a lot of ground in this episode that I think is going to help demystify combo. Um, and for everyone listening and watching and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm ready to work with combo. We can just head to tribaldetox.com to find a tribal detox trained practitioner in your area. And if you're ready to take it up a notch and you want to serve combo and work on in a more intimate relationship with combo, you can also go to tribaldetox.com and sign up for one of the schools that are coming up. And how often do you do the schools now? So we do, uh, it's tribaldetox.org. Oh, sorry. sorry. Tribaldetox.org. I've been trying to get the com, the dot com, but I'm, I got to give it a go, Someone's sitting on that. Tribaldetox.org. Mm. Okay. It's going to be in the show notes. So just go to the show notes, whether you're watching on YouTube mm -hmm. or listening on iTunes, Spotify, the link is in the show notes, tribaldetox.org. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, we run out of Creed, Colorado, my school that I teach, we run about five schools a year. Now we do have other schools starting to uh, become established around the country. We're getting ready to open one up in the UK. But just you can find everything on the website, all the list of schools on the website. And if you're just wanting to um, try experience Campbell for the first time, then on that website you can go and find a practitioner. We have mm -hmm. practitioners, a database of practitioners listed on that website. Um, and I think we're in about 27 different states now, mm. maybe 30. So yeah. we're, we're starting to put a practitioner close to most people. Right. Now, one thing I'll say on that is a question I got yesterday on my Instagram. Someone asked me, how important is it that you sit with three sessions your first time? Mm. And what I tell people is start with one. Mm -hmm. Start Same. with one. You know, there's you'll hear people say, well, to get the vaccine in the forest, you have to sit with three times in three days. Again, it's just kind of something people say. Mm -hmm. Start with one and see how you and Campbell get along, right? And slowly develop your relationship with Campbell. It doesn't have to be three right off the bat. Sit with one. And, and hang on to that for a week, mm -hmm. a month, and see how you feel from it. And then you'll kind of decide how you and Campbell can develop together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to always tell my clients to, let's just start with the one. Let's see how that settles in. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we can develop a protocol if needed. Yeah, 100%. You know? um, Jason, what is one potent truth that you want to leave with our listeners and our viewers today i've been thinking about this the last couple of days and what i really want people to understand my potent truth is you are the medicine right and i think we forget that because we have forgotten how to listen to our bodies mm -hmm. and if we listen to our bodies our bodies will tell us what we need it's usually not in the form of a pill mm -hmm. right but, and that's the thing about Campbell too, is once you become 
once you find yourself back in the homeostasis balance, your body will speak to you. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you the foods that it wants through cravings. It will tell you to move your body. It will tell you what to do for your psyche. You just have to learn to listen to your body. You don't need some person in a lab coat telling you how to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You are the medicine. Yeah. Just learn to listen to your body. I love that. Jason, thank you so much for for being here today. Thank you for being my teacher, my mentor in the combo space. It's been such an honor getting to know you, becoming friends, um, going through tribal detox and being part of that family because we really are a family and um, we're all devoted to serving with humility, serving with reverence, serving with responsibility, and it's because of you and what you've created. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for the reverence that you carry this medicine with and then just the impact that Mm -hmm. you're making through your work. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me for another episode of Potent Truth, where I'm taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. If you're interested in becoming a combo practitioner and are seeking out the most responsible, ethical, and scientifically grounded training available, head to tribaldetox.org. You can also head to tribaldetox.org to find a responsible and safe combo practitioner near you. If you're interested in experiencing combo with me in Austin, Texas, head to rubyframon.com forward slash combo. And of course, if you have yet to grab a copy of my book, What Are You Waiting For? Head to potentleadership.com and grab yours today. You can also download Potent Leadership on Audible. Be sure to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Now Spotify also allows you to rate the podcast. So please do rate the podcast on Spotify. You can also connect with me and Jason on social media. If you have any questions about this episode, if you have any insights you want to share, reach out to us. My handle is at I am Ruby and you can find Jason on Instagram at tribal detox. If you love to get personal, text hashtag Potent Truth to 1781-336-0160 to start receiving weekly potent reminders and text directly with me. Thank you so much for being part of the Potent Truth movement. Make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Aho leaders.